0: I think the number one thing that has liberated me in my life is to really feel that my sexual, my sexuality is my own. And I can choose to share that with other people, but it is my own. Because when I was younger, I really felt like my sexuality was determined by other people and how they saw me. And if other people wanted to have sex with me, you know. Um, I didn't even masturbate till I was 18 because I just got my sexuality from other people um yeah and so now just even being in a relationship I live with my partner and I was scared about that entering this relationship because I'm like in the past in my relationships I felt like I completely lost all sexual autonomy like they owned my sexuality
1: yeah I just
0: became so disconnected from my own sexuality and how what I wanted and just having practices with myself Making love to myself, you know? Yeah. And so in this relationship, I've really made it a huge priority to have um, uh, uh, practices that keep me in tune with my own uh, sexual autonomy. Yeah. 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 And so I'll do sensual dance and I'll really make noise and when I do these movements and I dance. I think uh, yeah? That's so important. Yeah. Because uh, that's how we release yeah. is making noise and through breath. so if we just do the movement we're still can be still be a little bit stuck in our bodies so we're um moving the energy throughout our bodies which is amazing but it's still going to be a little bit stuck yeah so really letting um out um that that stuck energy and letting things you're holding in your body out through um breath and sound is like life-changing for
2: me yeah hey listeners welcome to slaying the dream i'm your host katie marks and you were just listening to a sexuality and intimacy coach sarah felder and she was amazing to chat with uh, she's got many pearls of wisdom there that i really recommend you all have a listen to the rest of the interview to gain some insight and wisdom from her you can find her on instagram at the central sorceress uh, also i'm going to include uh, her email in the soundcloud and on the website uh, slayingthedream.com so that way you can get in touch with her if you're looking to have a one-on-one coaching session which I highly recommend uh, because there's nothing more valuable than getting one-on-one uh, insight from an expert in their field so yeah get in touch with her uh, she's also hosting event on Friday the 2nd of November called Release Dance Sound Breathe Magic which is amazing I wish I was going um, because those are definitely a few of my favorite things but I'll be in Sydney unfortunately for well unfortunately and unfortunately I'm there for a friend's birthday um, and also filming doing a photo shoot uh, underwater which is pretty exciting Uh, you'll be able to see those images on my Instagram my personal Instagram Uh, you'll be able to find that pretty easily Katie Marks or the Huntress Diaries, which is uh, what I've just changed it to because I'm writing more right now and I'll be releasing ebooks soon, which is an exciting progression in my own life. So, yeah, uh, also remember that you can get 20% off glitter and glitter body scrub products from damedglitter.com using the code word SLAY. Uh, and remember to follow us on Instagram at SlayingTheDream. Uh, follow Sarah as well at The Sensual Sorceress. Uh, follow get damned as well if you want to um, and yeah I'm very glad that you're tuning in and I hope that there is a little wisdom that's shared or that you can take from this um, from this podcast uh, we talked a lot about well self-love and self-care uh, on the one hand but also about relationships uh, and intimacy and the power of the healing power of being in a healthy relationship and also you know how it's can quite can be quite challenging to uh identify when you're not or when things are toxic um yeah all right well please make sure that you get in touch if you'd like to you can always contact me via the website or via instagram uh i'm always happy to look at your comments and respond and if there's any feedback please let me know all right well i'll let you go and i hope you enjoy
3: bye But yeah, so tell us a little bit about your journey from America to here. And you studied in a few different places as well. Yeah, um, like how
0: I got into being a sexuality coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Brooklyn with a super liberal lesbian Jewish mom. <laughs> and, um, uh-huh. She actually had me through an anonymous sperm donor. So I like grew up thinking about sexuality way in a different way than most people do. I didn't grow thinking, like, a man should be with a woman, this is how you have a kid, this is what a family should look like. Like, it was very alternative and different than most families look. So I think that kind of just gave me a different viewpoint growing up. Yeah. Um, Not only just looking at sexuality differently, but, like, just looking at life differently, like, from a different perspective. Yeah.
3: How exactly? You studied psychology and human sexuality, Mm. right? Mm.
0: Yeah, so I always had this vision that I wanted to create like a womb space for people. And Um, so I thought that would be like therapy. Yeah. But um, then when I got to university, I initially started studying psychology. But when I got there, I became fascinated with sexuality, romantic relationships, um, because I would see all of the people around me, myself, just complete fucking messes when it came to that, not knowing at all what to do. Just if they needed connection or intimacy, they would just drink or do drugs, go out to party. Um, a lot of times, have sex completely drunk off their faces. Um, if they were in a relationship, it was off. I'm talking about myself too. Me and the yeah. people around me, it was very toxic.
2: You know, to being young,
0: like eighteen. Yeah, well, I'm 22 now, so yeah. I'm still pretty young. But um, I graduated about a year ago. But um, so. Yeah, I realized there needed to be a huge change. Something was really wrong because everyone was miserable. Because your romantic life and your sexual life are such an important part of your existence that um, I would notice the people around me, if they felt um, uneasy with that part of their life, they were just in a horrible mood all the time. Or they were depressed, had so much anxiety. Yeah. Um, and just everything in their life they had a hard time being productive with. So I realized that womb space I wanted to create, uh, I really wanted to direct it around sexuality and relationships um, because I was also just fascinated. I was obsessed. It's all I wanted to talk about with my friends. It's all I wanted to study. And I even found in college um, professors that really mentored me when it came to that. I had a human sexuality professor and we would do one-on-one and he um, taught me about just different ways to think about sexuality in terms of Tantra. And, um, I was a peer health mentor and would teach people about, could the correct ways like put on a condom and, <laughs> and the, yeah, yeah. But that was helpful too. Cause just learning how to talk to people you don't know mm-hmm. about sex, you could talk to them about anything. So that was really helpful for me. And I discovered, um, more about sacred sexuality, um, through YouTube, actually. So we discovered um, through Instagram, and I discovered that through YouTube. Our, the world we live in is crazy. The world, yeah. All I know. Oh, up there. Yeah. In the ether.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, I discovered some... Do you know who Adina Rivers is? No. She's um, she's a YouTuber, and she has a website, I think, called Tiny Secrets. Um, yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? That sounds
3: familiar. It's kind of like
0: Cosmo, but Tantra version. All right. Yeah, like people will write articles about like sacred sexuality for her website. Okay. And um, so she would just talk about sexuality in such a heart space uh-huh. yeah. way um, that I never heard yeah. before. Before it was all like, oh, how to touch the G spot. Like, my um, my professor had me read a book about, like, the correct way to eat a woman out and stuff like that. Like, oh, very, like... Textbook? Uh, yeah, very textbook, like, mm. techniques, you know what I mean? And this is the first time I was feeling it, sexuality from a feminine point of view, a really, like, heart-based, um, emotional, in-the-body type. And um, then I just started seeing mainstream sexuality as, like, kind of dry. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, after I graduated college, I really wanted to start studying um, that type of sexuality um, uh, in any way I could. So I would take workshops and I would read books and re- listen to podcasts. And, so you went deep. Yeah, yeah. and just discover my own body and taught myself how to, like, um, like orgasm without even touching myself. I would just really every day self-explore. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Connect your mind and your heart and your body and yeah. your womb space and everything. Mm-hmm.
0: I've really been getting into the womb recently. Like, majorly.
3: I recently had a um, an online mentor called Samantha who guided me through some, like, because i have been experiencing, I guess, some trauma as a result of a very dysfunctional, toxic relationship I'd come out of. And, mm. yeah, we were talking a lot about uh, connecting to our womb space. Yeah. And it's something that I feel, yeah, very much has really struggled to... To do that i even struggle to give myself the time to gift myself that time mm. you know we have all the time we run around doing all different things but to actually stop and realize how important how much of a big part that actually plays in your life yeah you know, it's so fundamental because for so long and i think a lot of people especially in the heart struggle with mental health and your mental health is also so far connected to the, like your entire body uh, so the health mm. of your heart yeah. And your oh, heart is connected really to the health too. of your intimacy and the way you connect with others and your sexual experiences.
1: Yeah.
3: So, yeah. yeah, I think this kind of work is so important. Otherwise, we get really disconnected and, you know, start looking at the world of mainstream porn and how that affects people. Yeah. And, I mean, as a 22-year-old, you're much more connected to the young people, in a sense, than yeah. I am. But. Yeah. Um, I can, I can imagine. How old that, are you? I, I thought you were like thirty-two. You no, look so beautiful no. and
1: young and youthful.
0: And oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, guys? <laughs> um, no, I'm thirty.
0: Oh wow, you would never guess. I mean, that's still very young, but
3: thanks. I put it down to yoga. <laughs> oh, It's definitely. all yoga and trying not to drink too much, but no, those are the two keys to vitality. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I struggle sometimes.
0: I love a good, love a good wine. Oh, wine is the best. I think. Like, a glass of wine is a really great aphrodisiac. It's great for you. Like, mm. when it comes to just loosening up. Because you're not drunk yet, so you still have all your um, what's about you, but you're just a little bit loose. Obviously, it's not good to do it every time, but occasionally. Occasionally, not, not so beautiful. bad.
3: Yeah. It just relaxing Wine you a and a joint. I used to have, I had yes. a boyfriend in Berlin. He used to always come over with a bottle of wine and a joint. <gasps> oh my God, my hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think weed is
0: actually, like, the female Viagra.
3: I truly believe that (laughs) I struggle with it sometimes though my Mm. like I get very paranoid so Mm. it'll depend I think that's what's so beautiful about it because if you're with someone who maybe you don't
0: fully trust then um marijuana will sometimes show you that and if you're paranoid around someone there's a reason and if you're um if you're smoking and you feel really comfortable with someone that says a lot I've experienced yeah and trust that like yeah because you, you're you you when you're high like you're you're have more access to your subconscious mm. yeah isn't it
3: strange yeah oh gosh kind of kind of freaks me out when I think about certain situations that have unfolded when I've been like high and paranoid and with lovers and yeah with some people it's completely I'm completely fine and with other people it's like, not the case at all yeah totally totally but with the womb space
0: um I find that I think it's great you're working with someone, or you worked with someone, because when it comes to like taking like shamanic journeys into the womb space, or, like in your body, I think sometimes you really need to be in an environment that caters to that. Mm. Um, for me, it's hard to just do that when I'm alone a lot of the time. Like, I find I find I have the most powerful um, messages come through or. Um, have the most transcendent experiences if I'm in a workshop space or if I'm working with someone else. Yeah, you know, because they give you having someone else there guide you gives you full permission to go
3: into that space.
1: Yeah, so and long you know,
3: as they, I mean, they you know what they're doing. And they're, oh, totally. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. I think that's the thing about trust and your community as well. Like it's so important to have the strong connections and you listen to your intuition about who you trust be able to, like, go into that space. Mm. It's really important.
0: Yeah, and finding, like, the right guides. Like, that's so important for me being here, too, is, like, finding people that I can go to their workshops or work with that really help me, like, dive deep into my body. Like, Shani Marie has been, like, really a huge part.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, She's, like, a sexuality coach, um, Tantra teacher. Okay. And it, she's here, and she's, like, do you know Sex Witch? She, like, does a lot of stuff with, like witchcraft and sexuality and I've gone to a few of her workshops and it's just like she's opened my mind to like what you can do with other women and
3: beautiful and you yeah. mentioned that you went to sex camp was mm-hmm. that this year <laughs> yeah I've always so I've juicy. always wanted to go I've always wanted to go but like I don't know somehow the year rolls around and I don't Starting know up yeah, it's it's when is it coming up? November, I believe. November. Mm, I'll have a look. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to go on a trip to Bali, so I've got the whole month. Like that's all set aside. Yeah. And yeah. We'll see how my finances go. Mm. But uh how was that? You can volunteer also. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's what I
0: did. I actually um the day I got to Australia. So I did like a 30-hour flight uh-huh. and I got here. I was here for a few hours and then I went to sex camp. So literally just like that was my initiation into Melbourne, Australia. So did you know many people there? I knew no. I didn't know anyone in the whole country.
3: That's great. I really think (laughs) those kind of experiences can be the best. Mm, You know, mm. because you're like, no one knows me. No one has any expectations of me. I can go where I can do whatever I want. No Mm. one's going to hold me back. It was freedom. Yeah, Yeah. total freedom. And we can have that
0: freedom like anytime in our lives, but that's just where –
3: I don't know. It becomes the easiest, I guess. Yeah, but just, just having, having
0: that mindset all the time is really
1: powerful.
3: Yeah, if you can tap into that mind state all the time, that's, yeah, just that's not what I try. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I try work on all the time. It's like, you know what? I'm just gonna live my life the way I'm gonna live my life and yeah. not worry about what people think. Um, so long as I'm not hurting anyone on the way, I'll try my best not to. But mm, having communication, yeah, conscious exactly. consent. Well, that's it. And being yeah. authentic and knowing what you're while you're doing things, you Yeah, i and not doing it with ill intent, just living your life,
1: think free, and happy. Yes, <laughs>
0: like a very, <fairy. laughs> no, but sex camp, um, it was one of the most intense experiences in my life because you're just immersed in this community where, like, all the social norms just are out the window, <laughs> and um, uh, it's basically, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like a two, three-day um, uh, uh, festival. Uh, like an hour outside of Melbourne, and there's all these different workshops on sexuality, BDSM, sacred sexuality, uh, tons of yummy vegan food and stuff.
3: <laughs> and it's out in a really beautiful space. Right? Yeah, there
0: is like a lake where people would sit naked.
3: Oh, I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I've been to so many festivals in my life, but I've never been to that one, and I feel like I'm moving more, more away from. Festivals is filled with lots of drugs and alcohol just because mm, there's no alcohol or drugs yeah yeah just because it, it's too much but you feel like you're it, oh I'm like, sure you feel like you're really high yeah, yeah.
0: well because when I left I actually felt like I was coming off of drugs like I was really almost depressed for a few days because mm. it was so authentic um the um, just the way I could be and everyone around me was and just deep intimate connections with everyone you came in contact with a lot of eye contact which is like Huge, yeah. And then I got back um, to where I was staying, and it just wasn't like that anymore. I was like, "Fuck, I'm back to reality." Why can't every
3: day be like that? Yeah, it's kind of sad. I guess you've had like when you go to a place like that, you've got an influx of connection, mm. connecting with all these people, and you're you're sharing your intimacy. Maybe not necessarily your physical space, but you're you're more open and I probably eye gazing at people. Yeah, you know. And then you come back into the harsh harsher or real world and it's like oh no one you know less connection or you have to work a bit harder for it mm. depending on I mean you know depending on your relationships or what's space, going
0: on yeah like in in normal life people find intimacy in the bedroom
3: mm.
1: and um in
0: that space I could find intimacy with you No, know, it doesn't matter the gender it doesn't matter where we were it just uh, just fully being present with whoever is in front of you. I also had no phone or any internet. Oh, is that so. the best. I love that. <laughs> yeah. makes like, yeah. a huge
3: difference. Doesn't
0: it? I, I just think just, constantly yeah, on phone. just being with your lovers even like, or your friends, just being mindful to switch off like all your technology and be completely present. Yeah.
1: That's
0: a powerful, powerful step. It is. And it's actually like, it sounds so simple and everyone always says it, but it's so hard to actually do it.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find at the moment I'm just constantly online.
0: I think, yeah, I think that's why people also, like, love making love and, like, having sex because you're not on your phone when you do it.
3: Yeah, and you're completely immersed. It's like the, I don't know, for me, I feel like that intense level of intimacy is, like, the ultimate escape and the ultimate merger of, like, being able to lose yourself for a moment in someone else or in mm-hmm. the us that you create, you know, the it's like a third entity yeah. in that sense. Um, so far away from all the digital bullshit yeah. and everything else that goes on in life, you know. I mean, in the best in the best case you know, scenario, I feel like, oh, yeah. like that. Not, never, it's not always not like when you're that. high and paranoid. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think I would. I would no. no. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I've I've started to try and move away from mean. I guess meaningless. Or what I define as, I feel like, you know, every intimate situation has meaning to it. Mm. But for me, I'm learning more and more about what I want um, and how, like, the depth that I want, not just the intimacy to be, but then the support and, like, what happens outside of the bedroom. You know, you can have really intimate lovemaking sessions with people that just turn out to not be there for you when you need them Got to, mm. that intimacy has got to extend further and that's where the trust you know, comes in mm. so are you
0: saying you like don't want to have as much like casual sex
3: yeah oh uh, yeah i mean <laughs> well how do we get onto this <laughs> well, let, I, let's say i've got two lovers in or two long-term lovers in my life who it's very casual yeah in a sense. Um. They sleep with other people and I sleep with other people and I'm totally fine with that. But there's a lot of love there. Yeah. Like there's a lot of love. There's a lot of being there for each other over the years. Like I'm talking three, four years or one, it's like one and a half. Yeah. Um, they're there, you mm. know. And maybe we've had our arguments and ups and downs, but there's there's a depth to the friendship. And, yeah, I mean, for me that's that's becoming more and more important in my life. Maybe that's also because I'm reaching my 30s and I've done – I've done it, I feel like I've done it all oh, done it, you know, all kinds of things, so now I'm like, yeah, you know what, maybe I'm ready to have a baby one day, yeah, yeah and sure. if I'm gonna have a baby one day, I want someone who's gonna know how to be that you know do you feel like having those
0: long term lovers in your life has maybe made it hard to make room for
3: the right person? You know, I'm actually starting to think that's the case, So perhaps mm-hmm. I have I would don't want to say use them as a crutch because I guess we. Where it's a bene- you know mutually beneficial times that we have, yeah, um but perhaps yeah, now there hasn't been actually room for the right kind of person to come in, and perhaps it's time to let that go, yeah. yeah, which is kind of sad and exciting in its own way, but yeah, 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 yeah it's really interesting.
0: the universe loves filling gaps sp- like empty spaces, so yeah. when you like go and make like uh give yourself room to invite something else in, that's when it can happen. But if you, like, want something to happen, but you already are fulfilling those needs and, like, halfway and not fully uh, giving room to let something else in, how could it happen that, attract that, you know? Yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I met, I really, like, believe he's, like, my life partner. And I know I'm young, but just, you know when you know. It's so bizarre. I've, like, Met, I've dated so many people and had very intense relationships and I've never felt this way like I just knew on our first date that he was like the one for me at least like right now that's what I believe but um I left like a really toxic relationship and yeah. moved to Australia by myself and yeah It just created so <laughs> there was so much empty space in um around me to invite that in right yeah so I just like Went to a new country, just inviting connection, um, inviting intimacy, inviting love. And that's what you receive, you know, instead of just half-ass keeping, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, someone on the back burner. Yeah, you know? turn, make a yeah. space for it. You probably know this. I feel like most people know this. Um, once you stop looking and needing it, like, it'll come. Oh, yeah. Like, which is the craziest part. But you also need to have room for it to come so you need it's like a weird balance where you need room for it to be able to come in but you also need to not need it
1: yeah. like you're
0: so abundant in other areas of your life That's that, it. yeah that you don't need that space to be filled to be happy but there's room for it yeah still
3: like the cherry on the top yeah in the sense yeah. you want your life to be thriving <sighs> And full of creativity and you're doing you're going on your own flow and you're doing what you want to be doing and you've got friends and you've got all the things and then someone else can add to that instead yeah. of there being a void that you're trying to fill. because I think I feel like that's a real space for toxic relationships to step in when mm. there's this need and then there's a provider I've been reading I read a book recently because um I have I have a woman who I call my my shaman mum who oh, it to that. me. Yeah, I mean, I mean this might sound quite naive but I think I'd never heard of the term gaslighting before and I was really quite unaware of how psychologically manipulative um, relationships can become mm. um, and I found myself in an incredibly intimate, intense relationship with someone but I didn't actually realise that there was, as things started to unfold, I became clear I was being quite manipulated and then it fell apart um, and so this book in there describes the idea of the predator and the prey and how and, and but also the there being like if you have a real void and you've got to provide like a, an addict for love and a provider for love and how these dynamics can play out and it can be real control and power games instead of coming to the plate with your your kitchen being abundant in food or your heart being abundant in love and you're not needing that from someone mm-hmm. else so you can freely share it. And you, you'll be—you don't allow someone else to control your life or control you because they're they're feeding you what you need, mm, mm. you know. And this is such a powerful lesson that I've had to learn. Um, yeah, and it, it's incredible. I wonder. I mean, have you met people that come that you come across that found themselves in really toxic, ex- but extremely intimate relationships? With? Yeah, I mean, me for sure with my last
0: partner. Um, the weird thing with abuse and um, you are taught it looks a certain way you're always taught like it would be physically abusive or like they're just an evil person like they're a predator they're evil almost like a caricature and they prey on the weak and if you don't see yourself as weak and if you see the person you're with also be loving and um, funny and all these other great things then you're not going to recognize abuse yeah how would you recognize it You you were taught it looks completely different
3: yeah exactly yeah that's a confusing thing because you know, you wouldn't stay in something if it was entirely completely bad all the time. Mm-hmm. There's there's such a dynamic that keeps you there.
0: There's, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like um, if someone like slut shames you that you're with and is saying mean things to you, but then apologizes and says it's because of their mental illness or like how amazing they think you are the next minute, like if you're a compassionate person. Um, you're gonna you're gonna forgive them because <laughs> yeah. you love them and um, you they're saying sorry and as women we're also taught to forgive we're taught to be kind and understanding and loving. So when someone comes to you and is apologizing and wants to change, then you're gonna you're gonna hear
3: that part of that and you're gonna be like
0: the nice girl
3: yeah and accept that because we're so often taught to be the nice like we're domesticated so much now that we don't know i feel like we can struggle or i feel like i you know i can't speak for everyone else but i struggle to stand up for myself or to Mm -hmm. set boundaries and that's not something you ever taught you deal with that
0: and also in like most spirituality like mainstream spirituality practices it's all about staying in the light and focusing on the positive Mm. and being like so kind towards everyone and uh and not and that goes against boundary setting completely cuz your boundary setting you kind of need to like uh feel and embody your bitch architect be like no yeah not stay away or don't do that to me you have to kind of be a bitch in like the best possible way yeah you know you have to like really be in touch with um saying no no is extremely powerful
3: oh yeah you know yeah this is something i've been struggling with a lot about the spiritual You know, about the idea of extending my um, circle of compassion and yet doing it in a way that, like, first there's compassion for myself don't know, find more of a balance within myself and learning how to be protective of myself and knowing that that's not lacking compassion for people, that's gaining compassion for myself, Mm. Mm -hmm. which I guess there's just so many concepts for me that have been flowing around my head in regards to... My, like, protecting my sexuality from, or protecting my compassion and, and empathy from being abused. Mm, mm. Um,
0: That's what I love about Tantra is um, like, Tantra is a type of spirituality where you can explore the dark and the light within yourself. You know, instead of just being encouraged to stay in the light, stay in the light, mm. you can choose to also explore the dark and know the polarity. You need to have both. Everyone has both inside. You are the killer, you are the rapist. Like I know that's gonna be triggering for a lot of people to hear, but it lives all everything everything is you, right? Oh and
3: you have the potential. For, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It all lives inside of you. So and that may be really confronting to take on. But once you accept that, like it's so liberating that you don't have to be like a good person, that you are the good and you are the bad. You're just you. You're you're everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like super new age, like like woo woo, but <laughs> like it can be super liberating to just like really own all aspects of you, like the darkest of the dark and the lightest of the light. You well-
3: know? I guess yeah, to know that it's there and it exists but you don't have to you don't have to become it. Oh yeah, obviously
0: like Yeah, let's yeah. not yeah <laughs> No but <laughs> I'm not saying like do any of those things but like just like acknowledge that there is like darkness inside all of us and once you pierce through that darkness, like see what's on the other side, you know what I mean? Like really going into to deep states of like going into your womb and seeing the dark and being in the dark abyss and, like, seeing what you find in there and really, like, feeling it and screaming and, like, Ugh, like you know, <laughs> like, yeah. seeing some goblins in there, you
3: know, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <get it out. laughs>
0: yeah, and then, like, really letting that out and just see what you find on the other side, like, in Tantra they believe you need to find, like, the light by going into the darkness. Yeah. So by acknowledging all that dark you hold, then you can, like, pierce through and find, like, your true light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you need to go into that space in order to really feel that.
3: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. idea and concept, and I I do agree with that. It. It's
0: quite controversial. Yeah. People don't want to acknowledge that they have bad in them. They don't want to
3: see that. Well, it's also hard to look at yourself sometimes. You know, that's why it's always easier to blame everyone else around you for certain things in your life or whatever instead of to take a look at, okay, actually – I'm going to look in the mirror myself and see Mm. that I have all these things in me yeah. and I'm not like, I might try identify with being this or that, but I'm also this or that as well. Even just like eye gazing with yourself in the mirror.
0: Like when you, when people do that, they see insane things like your face can morph into like a devil's face and like really like weird dark stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's insane. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. But then it, like when I eye gaze with myself now, I'll when that stuff comes out, like before I start, I'll first of all you need like kind of dim lighting a little bit in order to really get a full experience of eye gazing in the mirror. And so I'll sit in front of the mirror, really look into my left eye, and I'll go into it with a space of really like staying in my heart and knowing that I'm safe. Yeah. So just reminding myself you're safe, you're safe, and just feeling into your heart center. And so when that dark stuff comes up or if it does come up, and really just, like, knowing it, you're looking at it from a place of love, so when you do go into those dark spaces, like, when you're exploring the dark womb and, like, just uh, those parts of you, just also staying in your heart, you know? Yeah. That's so important, because if you just get lost in the dark, then that's, how... <gasps> <laughs> that, that's like, not healthy, right? Yeah. Um. So just staying in your heart space while
3: you do okay. these practices and really look into that that wow. part of you it's so important it's funny that you mentioned um eye gazing because I was doing a little bit of writing last night and I thought about some, I just I have this memory now of last night writing something about looking in the mirror and, and eye gazing and remembering um I went through a phase in my life where I remember looking in the mirror a lot and and having to like forgive myself when I was looking at myself and this was during a time when I was Uh, Escorting, so and I, looking back, I couldn't. I don't know. I understand now. I think what I was trying to forgive myself was for certain situations. I mean, I'm not going to say that you know. I don't. I don't. uh, I'm very pro sex worker rights. I'm Mm. not. I'm not pro or against sex work per se. I'm pro people doing what feels right for them and what feels and doing so in a space that they're safe um but i think i remember eye gazing and thinking to myself um yeah forgiving myself or putting myself sometimes in really vulnerable situations mm. or you know maybe having my boundaries over like overstepped and not saying anything and things like this and i think that's like a really powerful thing when you look at yourself in the mirror for that long period of time and see what kind of what thoughts come up and what like what process like what do you what are you processing what do you find like people speak to you about what they're processing when they're eye gazing
0: yeah I actually just had a client and she has a hard time making eye contact with people and I told her just try looking at yourself in the mirror eye gaze with yourself um mm-hmm. for doing it with other people um and she even she said to me she's like do I have to keep doing this because I had a, such a horrible experience wow because it could be so confronting and that um, I remember the first time I, I gazed with someone else. It was in university and in one of my classes, like think about how amazing my teacher was that like, he was making university students eye gaze with each other, but he's wow. so amazing. <laughs> but the first time we did it, I did it. I actually couldn't do it. Like I started just nervously laughing and had to keep looking away and even left the class because it was, uh, I felt so uncomfortable. Wow. <laughs> um, and it, But I didn't, like a lot of people would leave that experience and just think, I'm never going to do that again. But I thought, because it was so uncomfortable, I need to do this again.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: And so then um, at workshops I went to in the future, um, I began to do it uh, with other people. And doing it with other women was really uh, scary for me, too, because for me, it felt so intimate. And because I've only been with men, it felt like I was like, uh, being intimate with being intimate with a woman just felt uncomfortable with me because I associated intimacy with sex being sexual or just felt different to you? yeah, it literally felt like I was being like sexual with the woman because we're taught intimacy equals sexuality right equal sex so um I didn't understand that you could be intimate with someone and have it not be sexual, yeah, so as I kept doing it, I learned to be comfortable with being intimate with people and not having that mean sexual with you, you want to be sexual with me, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Even, like, I had to retrain myself to be able to flirt with people that I didn't want to, like, have sex with or seduce, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, like, so how to play, I guess.
0: Yeah, we just are, we're taught from a young age, intimacy, flirting, touching um, equals, I want to have sex with you, Mm. you know? Like, babies flirt, babies huddle and touch everyone are so intimate and then they learn somehow along the way no you can't do that because (laughs) that means that um you're you're leading someone on or like
3: you're being too
0: slutty or you know
3: yeah what's appropriate and what's not appropriate yeah like that's not
0: appropriate to do to certain people or
3: yeah so we
0: have to retrain ourselves yeah
3: to go back to our natural state I guess that's the thing that I like so much about the idea of sex camp or, or just, I don't know, just being in that space of freedom to be able to like, explore your sexuality and be free in it and be in a space where you're not judged. You know? and there's so much value and power to that. Yeah, I
0: remember when I was there, I, in one of my workshops, I had to uh, – it was like a gender workshop, and we dressed um, in a way that – like. Um, Expressed our gender expression, <laughs> um, and uh, I then we had to dance in that gender expression um, for and be witnessed by someone else. And I danced in front of a woman, and it was like it was so strange for me to dance in a sensual way in mm-hmm. front of another woman yeah. because I I identify my sexuality having to do with men, and
3: I realized. I could be sexual and have it not have anything to do with men. Is that amazing? Mm. Yeah. That's it's that's really reclaiming I think of your sexuality. Mm. It's like, actually you know what, my sexuality isn't dependent on anybody else mm. if my sexuality is mine.
0: Yeah, and now I like ever since then I don't even have to dance for anyone else to feel turned on. I could just dance for myself and be feel like I'm in my sexual uh, priestess mode. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I don't find myself all the time. Do you? Yeah, do you think yeah. it's like
3: a um, like a sexual practice you have for yeah, yourself? I do, definitely. I mean for me since uh getting out of this toxic situation I found myself in, I haven't been wanting to be intimate with many people. Mm-hmm. Um and I really struggle I really struggle with that. I, just, I struggle with like I want – it makes me a little bit angry sometimes. Mm. But then I realise, you know what, in my own time I will be with you like when I'm ready to – when I find someone really attractive and I'm ready or whatever Mm. and it's not one of my fallback kind of people that I've gone to, then I will. But in the meantime what I do is I go to the dance studio and I dance. I just go and use a room myself or I dance at home. But – I feel like it's a big part of my sexuality mm, mm. Um, and yeah, it's so important and I like to just watch myself dancing and sometimes I dance more like hip-hop or urban and other times I just dance real seductively or, you know, whatever it is. But it makes me feel connected and reminds me that my sexuality doesn't belong to anyone else. Mm. Uh, no one owns me and no one can own – no one can own – the connection I have with my sexuality and my intimacy. And that's a power that I have for me and I'll use in the way that I choose to. And, um, yeah, totally.
0: I think the <laughs> number one thing that has liberated me in my life is to really feel that my, sexual, my sexuality is my own and I can choose to share that with other people, but it is my own because when I was younger, I really felt like my sexuality was determined by other people and how they saw me. And if other people wanted to have sex with me, you know. Um, I didn't even masturbate till I was 18 because I just got my sexuality from other people. <laughs> um, yeah, and so now just – and being in a relationship, I live with my partner, and I was scared about that entering this relationship because I'm like, in the past, in my relationships, I felt like I completely lost all sexual autonomy. Like, they owned my sexuality.
1: Yeah.
3: I just became
0: so disconnected from – my own sexuality and how what I wanted and just having practices of myself, making love to myself, you know? Yeah. And so in this relationship, I've really made it a huge priority to have um, uh, practices that keep me in tune with my own uh, sexual autonomy. Yeah. 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 And so I'll do sensual dance and I'll really make noise and when I do these movements and I dance. I think uh, yeah? That's so important. Yeah uh because that's how we release is making noise and through breath so if we just do the movement we're still can be still be a little bit stuck in our bodies so we're um moving the energy throughout our bodies which is amazing but it's still going to be a little bit stuck yeah so really letting um out um that that stuck energy and letting things you're holding in your body out through um breath and sound is like life-changing for me yeah (laughs) yeah and also like massaging my breasts and my yonis my vulva my vagina um that's been huge for me as well because I used to have vulvodynia which basically was pain in my vulva I couldn't have intercourse with previous people it was it was actually really traumatic for me because um, every time I touched myself, it felt like it was burning. It was horrible.
3: How long did you have that for?
0: For only about six months, which is really good compared to people who have it for years. But oh my God. yeah. And how did you get rid of it? Um, I had to change my whole life, basically. So um, yeah, I just I I got I started thinking from a mind state. What does my vagina need? Not what I need. What is my not what my ego needs? Um, what does my vagina need? <laughs> yeah. So I realized I just started listening to my vagina, and she really needed to be more in nature, more. So I would take walks in nature every day. I started taking baths before I took showers. So just and really not just a quick bath. I would really spend like hours in the bath, just completely relaxing, feeling pleasure. Um, I left a tox- the toxic relationship I was in because I was adding so much stress in my life. And I went to a physical therapist who, um, uh, her special, um, uh, she specialized in pelvic floor health. So she would actually, um, massage in my vagina. So she would go around with her fingers and massage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, it felt, how- it was something I actually looked forward to so much because it was just like a massage. It yeah. was literally a massage. But, um, in a part of my body that I've only ever touched sexually. But I was actually being touched in a way that had nothing to do with sex. Yeah. It was just caring. It was self-care. Healing. Yeah, like true self-care, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. So then I
0: started doing that to myself. Wherever I would put my fingers in and just go around and wherever it felt tense or pain, I would hold on to the spots and when my fingers started to burn a little bit, like feel heat, That's how you know that it's working. And then I would let out emotions or sound whenever – when I would do that in certain spots. So um, if I touch a certain spot, maybe I'd cry or I'd laugh because your vagina has, like, memory. Yeah. It has its own, like, brain, basically. It's (laughs) like
3: muscle memory in room space.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It holds trauma. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: like, every time, like, you've let in something to your vagina that wasn't ready to be let in, like, you remember that. Even just, like, your first tampon, like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So what would you suggest to help uh, deal with that kind of, you know, if you have, do you have trauma in your room or from mm. experiences that haven't been so good? I mean, is, is there any practices mm. to help relieve that kind of tension? I mean, apart from, I guess, like, being very careful about trying to set boundaries so that you don't allow too many negative forces to come
2: in. I yeah. guess, got, you know, but
3: sometimes you just don't know. Mm. We don't know the effects. Like, you know, we we all do things and so we don't really know what the consequences are going to be sometimes. Yeah, but, um, yeah,
0: Well, I think the human body is so resilient mm. that don't worry, oh, is this, this not the right person to have sex with, blah, blah, blah. like, um, did I do, I mistreat myself like it's okay like don't overthink it just live your life yeah like be caring to yourself but like don't overthink it so much you know yeah like follow your pleasure yeah but you can always like go back and like let out that tension or that trauma through touch through like loving touch to yourself and like through sound and breath and movement you know what I mean? Like, don't be so worried that you're going to, like, re-traumatize
1: yourself. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, true yeah, yeah. yeah. But,
0: like, really just getting in tune, like, asking if you feel connected to your womb, like, asking your womb, like, what do you need for me to feel healed or to feel seen? And just – or, like, your yoni. Like, I talk to my yoni and my partner talks to my yoni. like, oh. <laughs> Like, before, like, we have sex, like, sometimes he'll be like – hi, like, I love you, like, thank Aww. you so much. Like, you're going to have my children one day. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and how did you two meet? Mm, we actually met on Tinder. Aww. So, yeah. No, I honestly think, like, again, I found Tantra through YouTube. I found you through Instagram. Like, I found him through Tinder. This is just, like, we're living in the techni- technological era.
3: Isn't it strange? Yeah. I met one of my best friends slash lover through Tinder. Yeah. I don't, Crazy.
0: I find it so weird that people are, like, so resistant to online dating, yeah. Because we do everything else online,
3: yeah. You know, it's taken a while, and I think people become le- uh, becoming less and less. Yeah, my sister is getting married to someone from Tinder. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think it honestly, happens. meeting
0: someone online can be like it can be so scary to put yourself out there. I think some people are so scared to even put themselves on dating sites because then you could be rejected. What if no one likes your photo? What if you don't get matches? And then also actually meeting someone. What if I disappoint them? All these things, you know?
1: Mm.
0: Um, So I think it can actually be a great exercise to put yourself out there and to meet someone online.
3: Yeah, and it's also kind of dropping into a different social network in in the sense that, you know, in our daily lives, we meet people through connections we already have or you go to the same coffee shop or whatever it is. But then when you date people online it's kind of like you're just dropping into places you'd never meet them
0: yes and what's i don't understand the real difference between meeting someone on like tinder as opposed to meeting someone at a bar because at a bar it's like loud and dark and you're just going to talk to someone you think is physically attractive yeah and or attracted to and then you get their number and then you'll meet up another time yeah, so it's kind of the same thing as Tinder. Much of a muchness. You're just yeah. rearranging
3: the first meeting. Yeah. But yeah. No, I've been lucky with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I've never had such a bad experience. And it's also what you make of it. Like, if you don't want to just hook up, then don't hook up. Just set your boundaries. Like, be like, so just plan a date and just don't go past that date if you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have full control over what you use it for. It's just a tool. Yeah. You know? and if you thing. want to use it for a hookup
3: then just do that consciously <laughs> yeah know what you're going in it for. what know what you're yeah know, yeah know what you're going in it for but then also like you can meet people and they just end up being your friends you know totally yeah 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 That's yeah technology Aww. these days <laughs> allowing us to do stuff like this i never thought i would be creating a podcast but here we are oh, i love that you
0: are because podcasts are the future they're so great
3: well that's it i used to sit at my desk listening to joe rogan all the time and then i was like you know what i want to have conversations i like my life to revolve around interesting conversations with people i find interesting and yeah you know like, you're whatever. creating your dream life i am creating my dream life i am yeah. i have made a lot of sacrifices in it i'm gonna say sacrifices uh i would say i've had to take a bit of risks mm. i'm still taking risks and doing things that's, that's uncomfortable sometimes it's like yeah. i don't know what i'm doing yeah. <laughs> totally. but no I'm same. I, I honestly feel the same way like you just have to
0: take it one step at a time <laughs> yeah. especially in a new business like yeah exactly you don't really fully know what you're doing <laughs>
3: No, and you're just in the dark and trying to you're learn. You're in the from womb, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's how everything is created from the space of emptiness. Mm, that's powerful, statement. Yeah, you build it. You just build, build on that, and you work out what works and what doesn't work. And you know, having you approach me, I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? That would be a great conversation because I think it's really important for people to explore their sexuality and intimacy in their lives because it's like it's the, your relationships are like the Cornerstone? Uh, cornerstone, I don't know, I always say that word wrong, but like a strong foundation of your life. Mm. Well, we all come from sex. Yeah. You know? Is Except the... for me, because I come from a sperm day. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, we, we all come from the, the merger, yeah. you know, of two energetic forces. Mm.
0: So yeah, it's it's bizarre that sex is so, like, taboo when we all come from it. Yeah. Long, it doesn't make sense.
3: <laughs> I guess it's taboo, and it depends on who, who you are and how... The, mm-hmm. How your life is gone, and well, there's Culture. so much
0: shame built around it. Like mm-hmm. whether it's through medical, like you're gonna get an STD, you're gonna get pregnant, like you sh- like you should be the certain type of way your body, um, sperm meets the egg—that's what sex is for, right? Or it's moral or religious, like with Christianity, mm-hmm. um, uh, or media, like this is what sex should look like, and all the sex scenes in porn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much shame. Yeah. Like, everywhere we look, it's shame, shame, shame. <laughs> like, in our family homes and um, through,
3: like, everything. Yeah. School.
0: And and movies. <laughs> it,
3: and it's a place in your life where I feel like you should feel the least amount of shame and mm-hmm. the least amount of... Like, embarrass- it's a place mm. to let go and be free yeah. of embarrassment and everything. And I remember, so there was a post that you made on Instagram about the fear of embarrassment. Yeah,
0: it was a really big me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that yes.
3: was, like, I loved reading mm. that. And I thought, God, that really does, like, that influences people on all different levels of their life, but especially when it comes to sex and intimacy. So how mm. did you, str- mm-hmm. like, did, were you struggling to, I don't know, launch yourself as a business and come out and say that you are, a sexuality and intimacy instructor, That's yeah, really difficult.
0: definitely. Um, I it all came down to working on my
3: shadow for me,
0: um, majorly. Mm-hmm. So, finding really like why was I so embarrassed to put myself out there about what I wanted to do? Like, what what was causing me to feel so ashamed and so embarrassed about what I wanted to do? Because I just want to help
1: people, right?
0: <laughs> so, what's the shame yeah. in that? Um. so there's so much I found just like digging deep into my triggers and I would just notice like what specifically am I embarrassed about because when I look at my um, role models who do what I do um, or what I'm aspiring to be I look up to them I think they're authentic and real and powerful and, <laughs> and everyone else I know looks up to them and admires what they do so why would I be any different yeah, like why am I so different that I that people are judging me?
3: You know, I guess you have to be really fully it. It's like mm. this is what I'm doing, and uh, I'm comfortable with it. And that's the problem. Like, if you're not comfortable with what you're expressing, then it's hard to expect other people to, to be. Mm. That's a challenge. I think we're also like, I've always been taught, like, don't make
0: people uncomfortable, mm. you know, and I've worked like I've I didn't want to, like, make my family uncomfortable seeing that we talk about sex and, um, or people I work with or, um, I just, I'm, I feel like I've always been trying to hide almost, like, always wearing black and, like, just, just not causing any disruption. Yeah. But, um, need disruption. Yeah. Like, with the subjects, like, We need people to cause disruption because there's so much pain. There's so much confusion, frustration around sexuality and intimacy. People don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like no one knows how to connect.
3: (laughs) You know what I mean? And people need people that are going to be loud about it so that they can be like, yeah, yeah, why not you? Exactly. Why not you? Whoever's listening. (laughs) Be loud. Be proud of who you are. Say what you want. Yeah. And really find those
0: things that are like holding you back. Like, and another example is, um, like when I was younger, like around 14, so your shadow usually forms, um,
1: when you're a kid or
0: adolescence, and those are the things, like certain things trigger you, and it's usually because of suffering that time. So, like, when I was, like, 13, 12, 14, I was, like, the first one to develop boobs in high school, um, have always had very large breasts, and, um... People would slut shame me all the time. Just assume I was "quote unquote" a slut. Like, um, I got bullied really badly because of it. People would come up to me like asking if I had big boobs. So I felt like I had to hide my body. I had to hide in order to not get that negative attention. Yeah. So um, I thought I felt like me coming out as um, a sexuality coach. Then uh, I was I would be getting all that attention again like having to do with sex and like I just didn't want that attention uh, you know yeah. what I mean because then it triggered me when I was younger and not ready for that and it felt like I was getting like getting attention for things that I didn't want to be seen for mm. so then it, that would be that was triggering me now yeah. <laughs> like I know I have to hide like I don't want people thinking I'm a slut or I'm trying to just like get attention
3: you know all this stuff yeah, oh, yeah, I guess that comes down to that thing of worrying about what people think, and that's totally. such a powerful influence. And yeah. I struggle with this as well, like coming out and saying yeah. the stuff that I have, even today. Yeah, you no, know, that's like, or even thinking, why I, should, do people even want to hear me? Like, oh, am yeah, I being exactly. narcissistic by talking about my story? Oh, Sorry, but
0: fuck it. No, oh you know, but, no, but we're like, um like me talking about my story, you talking about your story. Like,
3: you're gonna affect someone. Well, that's yeah. it. There's gonna be someone listening to this, who's going to go, actually, you know what, there, I am holding myself back out of fear of embarrassment or fear of what people are going to think, and I'm going to stop doing that because I want to express myself and I want to live a more authentic life. Yeah. So, hey out there, if you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Do you, you, you do you, do what you want to do, and as long as you're not harming anyone and you're creating positive waves in the world. I also don't think you can force yourself
0: to just get over the embarrassment.
3: Like, oh. like I for so
0: long, like, not for so long, I'm so young, but, Um, for a while, like, I wanted to start my business, but I was, like, making all these excuses, and I'd, every day I'd be like, no, it's I have to start, I have to make my page, I have to, like, start getting clients, but I just couldn't force myself. Like, it's not something you can force. You have to really be gentle with yourself and, like, and go through what you need to go through to get to that space where you're, like, no know I'm ready to get over um, these blocks.
3: Baby steps. Yeah. I feel like sometimes all you need to do is just find, like, what's the easiest the little thing that you can do now to get closer to that point that you want to reach and just do that. Or just working on yourself. You know? Like, I would just
0: – even though I wasn't, like – actively starting my business yet. I was still going to workshops. I was still reading books and doing uh, mindful masturbation and um, just in, just starting to embody what I wanted to teach. So I knew I wasn't ready to have clients yet and to start my business, but I, I was just trying to embody what I wanted to teach. Yeah. Yeah. So just like embody what you want to do before you feel like you can put it out there.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I think also it's important to just... Start putting yourself out there, even before. Sometimes before you think you're ready, Mm. because you might never Mm. be fully ready. You know, there's always, it's always going to be little tweaks of doubt. It took me a while to get this thing going. I feel like no one talks about this stuff either. No, no. Well, people (laughs) just see things happen. happen, You know, and people don't talk so much about the struggle that happens behind it. No. No. People, people have said to me things like, oh, you look like you're living such a beautiful, interesting life. And I'm like, well, yeah, I am. But it's like I kind of hope that things I put out there do show that it's not just that. Like yeah. it's a challenge. I really, for me, I really struggle with my mental health sometimes mm. and, and that's why I feel like it's important to talk about the struggles that we're having as well so that people don't feel like they're alone in it so mm. other people can recognise that it's okay. To have these fears and to worry about, oh shit, I don't know if I wanna, if this is what I wanna produce or create, or I don't know if I am ready for this. Am I being narcissistic? Is this stupid? All the self doubt and all the questions that come with it, and then still going, you know what, actually, it doesn't matter what people think. I'm gonna put it out there anyway, and I'm living my life. And people are always, there's always gonna be people that are not gonna like you. We're not gonna like what you're doing, or we're gonna criticize what you're doing, maybe shame. You for being a sexuality coach because it's, mm. it's probably because it's a powerful woman and having a voice and that in itself is something yeah you know, that's really something to stand up and speak to as, as a powerful woman mm. and also us just ex-
0: expressing our struggles and how it's not easy makes it so this seeps into other people's subconscious thinking oh i can relate to them that means Why can't I do what they're doing, you know? So if we just see our idols and we don't – we never see the struggles they went through or what's behind the curtains and they just show us, like, every – all the easy, good parts of what they do, then our subconscious is not going to relate to that and not going to think that we can be like
1: them. Yeah. So
0: even surrounding yourself with, like, people that do what you want to do and um, getting to know them as people, you know, like – see them as real people who like are just like you like yeah (laughs) it wasn't easy for them either like discover what they went through and just so your subconscious really knows that they're not so different from you
3: yeah yeah and I think that takes away the idea of like oh I couldn't possibly do that you know it's like actually no you could create something you can you can I guess maybe manifest i don't know if manifest is the right word but there's nothing that separates you from someone else in the sense that like you're not good enough to create what you want in your life Mm. i want to talk about
0: manifesting a little bit because um i like i'm i really believe like i can be a powerful manifester and but i Mm. i don't believe at all in like how most people see manifesting like i don't think positive thinking and like just if you imagine it will happen, then it will like, I don't believe in that at all. But, um, i have like, I believe that if you know who Lacey Phillips is, um, she like, she's an amazing manifester and she like has a bunch of courses. Um, but she basically teaches that manifesting isn't based on your conscious beliefs, but, um, actually on your subconscious beliefs. So like shadow work is a big thing. So like, obviously I wasn't going to manifest the business that I'm starting now. Like when I still had all these subconscious beliefs that like, um, I'm like, no one's, everyone's going to reject me. I'm too stupid, all these things. And obviously I'm not consciously thinking those things, but until I went back and really like got rid of those subconscious beliefs that I can't, then I wouldn't be able to manifest what I need to. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's why shadow work is so important. Like really, um, and the, surrounding yourself even with podcasts or youtube or anything with people that you can relate to who do what you want to do because that shapes your subconscious beliefs
3: yeah 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 so true and it's like your environment is going to influence you so much Yeah. yeah as well so choosing who you surround yourself with and how the environment you put yourself in so so important
0: yeah and a lot of people like they'll be obsessed with no i have to think positively or like something bad's gonna happen
1: or like, you know what I mean?
0: And it can actually be really obsessive and damaging. Like I've definitely gone through that where I'm like um I try to correct every little negative thought I have instead of just like letting it pass and like accepting that it's there and like and but really like knowing that it's it it's about action and like not it's so it's about your subconscious beliefs but it's also about like letting in room for it, those things to manifest like we were talking about before with the people you're seeing. Like yeah. like really Letting in room for that. So if you're trying to manifest, like, a new job that's really right for you, you have to – like, I know this has come from a privileged position, but, like, if you can, if it's possible, to like, leave your um, job that you hate because then you're
3: not going to manifest
0: or have room for it to call in that new job.
3: Yeah. You know? Or make plans. Make make the plans to set up the yeah. space. Yeah, or make for... it part-time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do whatever you have to, to do
3: to, to – To make it work. Yeah, or, like, (laughs) if you're
0: trying to attract, like, your life partner, then not letting in any room for someone that isn't, that you see, like, could never be that. Yeah. Because if you keep letting that in, you're not letting in room for something new to manifest.
3: It's so powerful, that concept of, yeah, Mm -hmm. making space in your life for things that you really want. And knowing that you deserve that Mm -hmm. as well. And that's, you know... You're right to have a healthy, beautiful, positive relationship. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's something I think I've struggled with for so long is that, like, perhaps maybe I haven't believed that that's even possible, but now starting to realize, like, well, it's all in, in my subconscious or all in my belief systems, and that's something that just has to shift. Mm-hmm. I have to shift myself.
0: And being in a loving relationship is so healing. Like it's so deeply healing that I wish everyone could experience it, and I hope everyone does it at some point in their life, even though it's it's so sad how rare it is. like you ne- hardly ever see it. yeah, but like a truly nurturing relationship, like you should feel empowered in it, you should feel energized, you should feel like alive and authentic in it. you know yeah. like you shouldn't feel like you're constantly being drained. And I think a lot of people I see in relationships, like, they're just strange. Like, they're so exhausted all the time, like, emotionally. Yeah. Because they're giving so much to that relationship or to that person that there's no room to take care of themselves. Like, in a healthy relationship, you should feel, like, there's so much room to nurture yourself because that – your relationship is, like, nurturing you.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: It's, you lifting each other up. Taking care of each other. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh
0: wow! Well. <laughs> It'll yeah. yeah, just not accepting anything
3: besides that.
1: Yeah, is, like
0: so powerful. Wow.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Beautiful to yeah. chat with you. You're great to uh-huh. talk to. You. Ah, am I? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope everyone got something out of today's discussion. Um, especially because you know, intimacy and relationships breathe so much into creativity, and I feel like even though there's like, <laughs> I would say there's definitely a lot of inspiration in the dark, toxic uh dynamics that come out of toxic relationships there's a lot of They can be inspiration for great art but essentially <laughs> you know what sometimes Taylor I feel Swift like would agree. Yeah, I'm, Taylor, I'm sure she would <laughs> but you know you can't function on that forever and there's always going to be that inspiration to look back on of course and to create from but essentially you've got to keep yourself flowing and afloat. and I do think that it's a lot easier to create from a space where you're in a healthy state of flow with your partner or without a partner, you know, just being in that space yourself. Like it's all right to to be to go solo, you know, to live your life, but not be held down by the constraints of toxicity in your space. So so Can I just add
0: that, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, just expressing your creativity and your sexuality is so beautiful. <laughs> it's a huge like practice that I've taken on. Like you can imagine anything when it comes to your own sexuality. Like you can really get into that imagination, creative space, and express yourself through that way. And that will like um, that'll expand to all parts of your life because your sexuality is your core self. Like it's part of your core being. Yeah. Um, so if you express yourself like creativity, creativity, creatively in that way then it'll expand with everything else
2: so there you have it that was sarah felder isn't she a beautiful inspiring young woman to listen to and there's so much wisdom uh, that she's given us there and i'm really hoping that uh, the conversation can help guide someone's journey into a better place in their lives so yeah thank you so much for listening Uh, Like I said before, you can find Sarah at The Central Sorceress on Instagram. I've included the links as well in the SoundCloud and on the website slayingthedream.com for for you to get in contact with her um, and her personal email address if you want to organise a one-on-one session, which I'd highly recommend okay well thank you so much for tuning in also remember you can get 20 percent off Damed glitter at DamedGlitter.com. there's also beautiful cosmetics like body scrub hair gels as well and biodegradable glitter too so yeah please get onto that uh, make sure you sign up for the mailing list at slayingthedream.com and follow us on instagram and i will be releasing another production next week which is exciting um Yeah. So stay tuned. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Lots of love. Bye.